Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and I do count it an honor and a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 98 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we have a general audiences podcast today. It also does fall under series and studies as we've been talking about procrastination. So we want to talk about the opposite of that today. Yes. So go ahead and use this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, a snack, something to write with, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with the cost of emotional decision-making. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we're going to get into our podcast content momentarily. I'd first love to establish protocol by saying to my long-term listeners, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. We certainly do. And if this happens to be your first time here, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you. And I would love for you, if you're a first-time listener, to consider making our relationship permanent. So if you would, wherever you happen to be listening from or reading from, if you're on the BlendCouragesYou.com site, if you're on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play, wherever you happen to be catching uh, the podcast from or reading from, go ahead and look from the look for the subscribe button. Yes, take the time to look for that. Please follow any directions in terms of putting in your email address and the other pertinent information. And that's it. That's all there is to it. And you become an official part of the BCU family. Now, what I'd love for you to do on top of that, if you would, is to let me know that you become part of the BCU family by dropping me an email. You can send that to blend at blendcouragesyou.com. And be sure to put new subscriber in the subject line. And uh, we'll correspond a little bit and see uh, what comes out of that. Who knows, you may win some BCU goodies. So go ahead and do that. And again, thank you so much for making our relationship permanent. Looking forward to sharing more podcasts and posts with all of you. All right, so it is now podcast content time, BCU family. So let me give you a background on what it is that we're covering and why. So if you've been following along with us on Thursday nights, uh, we are on Periscope Live and we have been talking about very recently stewardship in the way of time management and very specifically on procrastination. And procrastination literally means to forward until tomorrow. And for many of us, that is a struggle. Yes, the struggle is real because, you know, there are things that we just want to continue to put off and put off. And as we're learning, as God is telling us to do things, it's really uh, not wise for us to uh, disobey and do things when we want them, when we want to do them rather than when God asks us to do them. So that, that's one thing. 
And today I want to talk about the opposite of that. And that is making decisions and doing things in a hasty and emotional manner. Now, God has given us emotions, absolutely, and they are to be displayed appropriately. Emotions are not, they're not wise for us to make decisions on or with. We really want to take out that emotional part of things uh, because it can get us into big dog trouble. And it can actually be uh, pretty deadly as we're going to see in our story on today. So we do have the word of God to back us up on making these decisions because uh, my opinion means nothing. (laughs) It means nothing. The word of God is our final authority. So what you're going to hear is a bit of a podcast on the go. So we're going to do this in in a little bit of a mixed fashion, if you will. So in just a moment, you'll hear the podcast on the go. So the audio quality is going to be a little different from what you're used to. And once that finishes playing, what I'll do is come back to give you some final thoughts and then do the wrap up. So where we're going to be, if you want to follow along in the word of God, is Judges chapter 11. And this young man's name is Jephthah. So if you get a chance to BCU family, I encourage you to read the story in its entirety. I'm going to be uh, doing a synopsis for the sake of time, but read it in its entirety so that you can get all of the goodness out of it, if you will, and also the lesson uh, in addition to what it is that the Lord is going to say here. So take a listen to the podcast on the go, and I'll be right back after that. Here we go. Hey there, BCU family. Blend from BlendCouragesYouth.com here with another podcast on the go. So for those of you that are following our current study on stewardship, we have delved into procrastination. We just started procrastination last week, actually. And it is a multifaceted subject because there are so many reasons and roots to what we do as far as moving when we're supposed to. And, you know, it it boils down to, there's probably about five or six different things that it boils down to. Um, And even further, there's a lot of fear um, that really is the root of procrastination. And then all the other things are upshoots from that fear. Um, Some of it is cultural, where we've just been raised to move a little slow on things and whatnot. doesn't matter what the root cause is. What does matter is that we take God seriously in doing what he says, when he says, and how he says it. Uh, very often, and, and I say this to you from a place of experience, uh, myself as well, you know, the Lord will say, get up and go do such and such, and because we're comfortable or we're not sure, we won't do anything at all. And rather, what should happen is that even if we're not sure uh, what we need to do is consult the Lord, um, Proverbs 3 and 6 says to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways and he will direct our path. And what tends to happen is that we acknowledge him in some things, in the big things, in the things that, you know, we want him to be in on in many cases and not all things. And all is inclusive. There are no exceptions written to that particular proverb. So uh, with the help of the Lord, we want to practice um, acknowledging the Lord in all that we do. So 
number one, as far as procrastination is concerned, and um, as we go further in the study of Laura Plessis, I'm sure we'll get to know more about it. Um, the reason that I'm here today is to talk about the opposite of procrastination, and that is hasty or emotional decision-making. Yeah, because we don't often think about that either. And, again, it goes with that acknowledgement, hand-in-hand with Proverbs 3 and 6, that we ought to acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, and He will direct our path. And that is including um, decisions that we need to make on certain things. Um, what happens is, and I've noticed this in a lot of different arenas, and I don't know that I'll go into those arenas now, is that when we are feeling a certain way, and it's even happened in the Bible, you know, um, where people have, have had their dinner and, you know, are, are feeling good, you know, the day is done, they want a war, whatever it is, you know, when they're feeling good, um, this is what people sometimes make emotional decisions. And you're going to hear me say that a lot because it, it, that's what it is. And God does give us emotions. You know, those are feelings that we're supposed to have about certain things. You know, whether an, an emotion is whether you're happy, you're angry, upset, you know, all of these things are emotions. It's best, with the help of the Lord, for us not to make decisions uh, when we are in that state because they may not line up with what the Lord would have us to do. And I want to give you a biblical example of that uh, because the Word of God is our final authority on everything. And I want to take you all to Judges. Book of Judges, chapter 11. And there was a mighty man of valor named Jephthah, all right? And this is a really interesting story, and, and please read it in its entirety because it, it's going to bless you. Um, it is truly, truly going to bless you. But Jephthah was a mighty man of valor, so uh, it was just great when it came down to war and things like that. Jephthah had a family issue initially. And um, what the text tells us is that Jephthah's mom was a quote-unquote strange woman. And what that would mean in today's terms was that she was a woman of the evening. Okay? So that was his mom. And uh, the text doesn't go into what happened with, you know, his other family coming up. You know, if Jephthah was the oldest or whatever. I don't know what that, that background is. But nonetheless, uh, the thing is that his family rejected him because of his mom. And um, it, it doesn't matter. What I love about the Lord is that it doesn't matter what your family makeup is or your background or your past or any of those things. When God calls you to do something, when God anoints you to do something, when God gifts you to do something, when God places talents, in, talents rather, in you to do something, there's no argument against that. And Jephthah's family makeup had nothing to do with him being a mighty man of valor. So I take a little bit of a side note to say to you that if God has truly called you to something and you're supposed to be doing it, get up with God's help and do it with his grace. And never mind what everybody else says. And I understand how hard it is when you've got people poking at you and reminded you of who you used to be and where you come from and all those sorts of things. I understand that. Trust me. I understand that. And God understands it too. What we need to understand is greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And that no 
Now that was a sign. <laughs> that was a sign. But I wanted to, uh, the Lord, I should say, truly wanted to encourage someone that it doesn't matter what your background is. It matters what you're doing for God now. So don't let that stop. So anyway, this mighty man of valor was um, shunned away from his family. And, uh, of course, the children of Israel got into a jam where the uh, Ammonites, if I'm not mistaken, were giving the children of Israel a run for their money. They were just, you know, battering the folks. And family decided, we need to get Jephthah in here to help us out. Yes, the rejected. See, this is what I'm saying, BPU family. So Mr. Rejected is now called upon to help this family and, of course, the children of Israel at large out of this jam. And don't think that Jephthah didn't bring this up. Jephthah did bring it up. Somebody, you know, y'all threw me out. Now you want me to help you? So after some negotiation, Jephthah agreed uh, to lead them um, in battle with his will. And before Jephthah went to battle, he actually went to the king to try to get them to you know, leave the Israelites alone. It did not work. And uh, there became this battle or war that broke out. So um, as Jephthah is advancing and making, you know, really good progress, um, against the, the Ammonites, he gets excited. Here comes some emotion now. He gets excited. And as he is gaining more and more of the victory, Jephthah makes a vow before you family. And the, the, the scripture says that he made a vow before the Lord. He promised the Lord that if the Lord gave him victory in this battle, the Lord delivered them and gave him victory, that Whatever came to greet him, the first thing that came to greet him out of his house, out of Jephthah's house, that he would offer that up as a burnt sacrifice. And at that time, that's how you offered your things of glory. It was a burnt sacrifice. And it was, you know, animals that you offered to the Lord as, you know, in thanksgiving for what it is that he, he's done for you. So that's what Jephthah said that he was going to do. And the Lord was with Jephthah and gave him the victory, and they subdued the uh, Ammonites um, and won that battle. So everything's fantastic. There's rejoicing going on, obviously, because um, the Lord was on their side, and he gave them the victory. And, of course, Jephthah had to make his way home. And you all remember that he said that whoever came to greet him, whatever came to greet him, um, he would offer it up as a first sacrifice. Now, I'm not in the mind of Jephthah, um, and is the author of the Book of Judges, I would venture to say that he was thinking that, you know, some animal would kind of come running out, if you will, uh, to greet him. What ended up happening was, rather than it being an animal, it was his one and only child, his daughter. That was the first person, first thing, first noun to come out of his house to greet him. So excited to be feeling about her dad and that victory and that all of that excitement that Jephthah had completely vanished because he promised God that he was going to sacrifice his soul and he had to do just that. Uh, the text goes on to say that you know, he told his daughter what happened and she agreed. She said, you know, you can't go back on your word. You know, let the Ammonites, you know, come and, you know, actually take us back over again. And they made the agreement that she'd go away for a little bit to uh, bewail her virginity. The scripture 
All right, BCU family, we are back, and I'm certainly prayerful that you caught the last part of the podcast. I can tell the audio wasn't uh, as clear as I would have liked it to have been. Uh, Just as a synopsis, what I was saying was is that Jephthah had to keep his word. He had to keep his vow about his daughter, no matter how it hurt him. Uh, The scriptures do not go into the detail about the, the sacrifice and what he did, Uh, Nonetheless, let's just say that the remembrance of his victory, I'm sure, would always be bittersweet. He won that victory and ended up losing his daughter because of a hasty decision. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, you know, I really don't promise anything or vow anything, especially to God. In actuality, though, BCU family, uh, anything that we say that we're going to do, uh, we don't just say that to the individual We actually do say it in front of God because God is always here. He's always listening and he does record um, what it is that we utter and and he takes it seriously. What happens is, is that we'll casually say things like, I'll call you this week. I'll, I'll get that to you. I'll take care of it or I'll be praying for you. And at the time that we're speaking, we do mean well. And we have a well-intentioned heart. What happens often is that we'll just, we'll forget or we'll skip over what it is that we promise to do because we've got competing priorities. The thing is, BCU family, even when we forget, God remembers and he takes us seriously and certainly does expect us to keep our word. Consider Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verses 3 through 6. For a dream comes through a multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. When you vow a vow unto God, defer not to pay it. For God has no pleasure in fools. Pay that which you have vowed. It is better that you should not vow than you should vow and not pay. Suffer not your mouth to cause your flesh to sin. Neither say before the angel that was an error. Why should God be angry at your voice and destroy the works of your hands? So BCU family, this is serious business. And in order to avoid hasty mouth, we really should acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways so that he can direct our paths. And that's Proverbs 3 and 6. As we slow down to listen to what God is telling us and yield to his voice, we can make promises that God can actually bless us to keep. So if you've made rash emotional decisions that you haven't followed through on, And I know for a fact that I've done just that. Why don't we take the time to go ahead and repent and ask for God's forgiveness? And with his grace, let's walk out Proverbs 3 and 6 and begin to acknowledge him as we are going through our day and talking to our coworkers and friends and family so that we know exactly what we should say so that we can keep our word and you know, be a blessing to the people that we're keeping our word to and also honoring and pleasing God. Amen? 
Amen. And there you have it, BCU family, a sobering yet needful message for the body of Christ. You know, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 reminds us that we have to give an account for every idle word that we have spoken. And while there's nothing we can do about the idle words that we have spoken before this moment, now that we are aware, we want to be conscious of what it is that we are saying. And if we acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, he'll direct us as to what to say so that when it is time for us to give an account for our stewardship over our words, that we have got nothing to be concerned about. Amen. Amen. So now that we know better, with God's grace, we will do better. All right, BCU family. So this is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com signing off. Thank you so much once again for tuning in. And Lord will, until the next time we're together, may our awesome God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the wall.